0: Jackie. Ah uh, yes. You're sounding good tonight, Jackie. That's Jackie Gleason, our orchestra leader here on Sounds Like Radio. Welcome, friends. I am your humble host here once again with another Sounds Like Radio show featuring the great Gildersleeve and oh, some fan music. <laughs> He, today's show, uh, Little Leroy, he has somehow wrangled himself a brand new pony. Hey, whoa. Hey, now, when you're a kid, that's what you want. You want a new pony, and that's exactly what Leroy wants. Now, I don't know how Leroy has done it, but somehow he now owns a pony. Hey, so now the question might be, is he going to be allowed to keep this pony in a residential neighborhood? That would be my first question, but you know, when you're a kid, you don't think of that. You just know, hey, I got a pony and that's all there is to it. Will this leave? He gonna have to deal with this situation. Will Leroy be allowed to keep a pony in the backyard? In a shed? Next to the garbage cans? We'll find out what happens with little Leroy but he loves that pony. I know that just the way Roy Rogers loved that Palomino of mine. Here is Roy Rogers. I do believe. Here he is.
1: When the sun has gone to sleep for the evening and the winds caress the slumber and pine, then I saddle up and head for the prairie with that palomino I mean, pal of mine That old pal of mine he knows where I'm going And I never have to give him a sign For there's no one in this world understands me like that palomino pal of mine And as we ride, 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 ride We'll believe in all our cares along the way We're gonna ride ride ride, 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 ride Till the morning comes to bring the light of day When we hit the dusty trail to sunset and we travel to the end of the line i'll be rounding up my dreams way out yonder with that palomino pal of mine and as we ride 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 we'll be leaving all our cares along the way We're gonna ride, ride, ride Till the morning comes to bring the light of day When we hit the dusty trail to the sunset And we travel to the end of the line I'll be rounding up my dreams way out yonder With that palomino pal of mine -hmm. With that palomino pal
0: I just can't help myself, I gotta join in with Roy Rogers and all them Sons of the Pioneers. Uh, I wonder if this makes me a son of the Pioneer, if I can just sing along with them sons. (laughs) Eh, Well alright, I guess it doesn't officially make me a son of the Pioneer. Now when you were a kid, did you want to have your very own pony? Hmm? Eh, Well, I I remember I loved watching TV westerns on television. But I don't remember ever thinking, gee, I wish I had a pony. Uh, I, I just never thought about that. I Maybe just seemed too impossible to even think about. I don't know why, but it never, never occurred to me. We played cowboys and Indians, I know that. But uh, having a pony, that was one thing I never thought about or wished for or anything like that. But that was me. Leroy is a different story. He wants himself a pony, and I guess I can't blame him. After all, he's a kid, and I bet he thinks if he had a pony, he'd be riding on the gravy train. Well, used to be a good start, you gotta ride on something to get a pony, and eh, you might as well ride on the pony to a gravy train. Joe Stafford, she wants to ride on the gravy train. Ooh, and I, I think I'd like to take a ride with her too. I could use a little of that gravy. Here's Joe Stafford. I'm just
2: walking through Clover. Got no right to complain. All my worries are over. Rain, left my troubles behind me, left them back in the rain. If you want me, you'll find me riding on the gravy train, brother, I occupy the sea. beside me right occupy a seat on the aisle.
0: But she wants to ride on that gravy train, and I can't blame her. There you have Joe Stafford. She's all ready to ride on the gravy train. and uh, Maybe Leroy thinks if he had himself a pony, he could ride on the gravy train, too. (laughs) Oh, that gravy train. Everybody wants to ride on the gravy train. Well, I'll tell you how you can do it i tell you how you can do, but you ain't going to like to hear this. The only way to ride on that gravy train is to work hard. Yeah, that's the answer. That's the that's the sad answer, but it's true. Yeah, well now, if you were riding on the gravy train, the only thought would be to take me back to my boots and my saddle. You know, because you're never satisfied. Even if you were rich and riding on the gravy train, you'd still want to be able to ride that pony. And that's when you'd need those boots and saddles. Here is the great Bing Crosby. He'd like to go back to his boots and saddle. Ride, ride, ride. Palomino. Here's Bing Crosby.
3: Take me back to my boots. And
4: saddle
3: Let me see That general star Let me ride that range Once more Oh, give me My boots And my saddle Let me ramble along on the prairie. Roping steers on the old bar X With my buddies slim and Tex. Oh, give me my boots and my saddle. Got a hankerin' to be with a banjo on my knees. Strumming a pretty western tune. There's a gal in Cherokee and she's waiting there for me. Waiting beneath the Texas moon. Take me back. Through my boots and my saddle ooh, ooh, ooh.
4: Mm, mm, mm.
3: Let me greet each blazing morn On the ranch where I was born Oh, give me my boots and my
0: saddle Oh my and <laughs> that nice Bing Crosby take me back to my boots and my saddle now just listening to that song I was inspired, yes, I was inspired, to play you a song that I hadn't even put on the agenda today, but it's a great song, and hearing that song reminded me of this one, a great song Merle Haggard sings called, Take Me Back and Try Me One More Time. Yeah, I think you're going to like this one. Here's Merle Haggard. Yeah. I know
5: I've been untrue And I should have been good to you But please have mercy on this heart of mine Take me back and try me one more time If, my darling, you could see Just what your leaving's done to me You'd know that love is still the tie that binds Take me back in time.
0: song merle haggard take me back and try me one more time i wasn't even planning on playing that song for you but man oh man merle haggard as you probably know is one of my favorite singers and that was what came from an album i bought of merle haggard back in the 70s and 80s he recorded some fantastic songs during those years (laughs) and that's just a little small sample Well, friends, I think it's time. We got to the Great Gildersleeve today from April 25th, 1951. Let's listen now to Leroy and his Palomino Pony Plight. Yeah, there's a good title, the Palomino Pony Plight from Leroy. Here today on the Great Gildersleeve, let's listen, shall we? The Kraft
6: Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gilda Sleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company. Kraft, makers of the one and only Miracle Whip salad dressing. And one and only is right, friends, because there is no other salad dressing like Miracle Whip. No other salad dressing has that distinctive flavor, that lively, teasing flavor that's peppy, yet not a bit too sharp. It's a flavor millions prefer. Enjoy it on your salads. Tomorrow, get a jar of the one and only Miracle Whip. To the great Gildersleeve's nephew, Leroy, it seems like a year, but it has only been a few days since Aunt Hattie wrote that she was sending Leroy a pony, a real live pony. You can imagine what this has done to the water commissioner's household.
7: Hey, Uncle, the mailman been here? Have you looked in the mailbox? Yeah, believe
6: me, Leroy, there's no pony in the mailbox.
7: I know, but you said we'd get a notice from the express company when it came.
6: We will, my boy, but you'll have to be patient.
7: Gosh, I've been patient all week. I'm the most patient little kid I ever saw. <laughs> are you sure you looked in the mailbox, Unc? Sometimes letters get stuck
6: in there. Maybe I'm going a... Leroy, don't stick your arm up the mail chute. Last time we had to call the fire department. <laughs>
7: okay,
6: Unc. Yes, Marjorie?
7: Uncle, where are we going to keep a pony?
6: Well, Marjorie, <clears throat> yeah, that's a good question. We'll have to keep him in the garage, I guess, for the time being.
7: Hey, Keen, Unc, in the garage?
6: Well, we have a two-car garage and only one car. There should be room for a little more horse in there.
7: You won't think it's funny if the pony starts eating your tires and things. Oh, you're thinking about a goat.
6: Say, speaking of goats, I wonder if Judge Hooker would lend us his trailer to haul the pony home.
7: <laughs> That'd be just the thing. I can have a tailgate and everything. What's a tailgate?
6: Yeah, it's the gate you let down to get things in and out of the trailer, my
7: dear. Oh. All the girls know about is babies.
6: Now, Leroy.
7: Uh, Unky, look out the window. Here comes Mr. Bullard up the walk. Mr. Bullard? What have you done now, Unc?
6: Yeah, nothing I can think of. With a neighbor like Bullard, you never know. I'm coming.
7: Why doesn't he take his finger off the bell? He must be mad about
6: something. Yeah, what a neighbor. He even makes the doorbell sound tough. Well, if he fools with me, I'll short-circuit the wires. Hello, Mr. Bullard. Thought I heard somebody at the door. You did. Is there something I can do for you? There is. <laughs> uh, what? Gildersleeve, tell the mailman to stop leaving your mail at my house. <laughs> oh, if it's a postage <laughs> on that letter he left last week. Here's the two cents. I am not interested in the two cents, Gildersleeve. No, he's not. Here's a card that came this morning. You <clears throat> have. Well, thank you. Don't mention it. Gildersleeve, speak to the postman. I'm tired of trotting across the street with your uninteresting mail. Sorry. Say, this is from Railway Express. The
7: Railway Express. Give me my ponies here. My ponies here. Yeah,
6: looks like it, Leroy. Pony.
7: Oh boy, I'm going to get
6: the garage ready. Help me up, huh? Yeah, we're right with you, Leroy. You'll Yes, Mister Bullard. What's this about a pony? Well, Leroy's Aunt Hattie has sent him a pony. A horse across the street from me? No, just a little pony. Shetland. Gildersleeve, there's hardly room for you and me on this street to say nothing of adding a quadruped.
8: <laughs> well,
6: Bullard, let's not be difficult. Don't you tell me what to be, you nincompoop. Oops. Watch it, Bullard. And not so loud. The twins are asleep. Gildersleeve, step out on the porch and close the door. Why? I want to shout
9: at you.
8: <laughs> now, Bullard,
6: there's no reason for anybody to shout at anybody. The pony's coming and the pony stays. It is not. It is so. Gildersleeve, this is a residential district, not the stockyards. But little Lear... I'll
7: not tolerate a horse. It's enough to live across the street from a a water buffalo.
8: <laughs>
6: <laughs> He's a hard man to like. <laughs>
9: Pull up closer to the garage, Judge. Very well. I just didn't want to tear down the pony's new home.
8: <laughs> Hurry up, boss. Let's get out.
6: Yeah, I'm hurrying, my boy. I'll let down the tailgate and you can lead the pony out.
7: Yeah. Isn't he
9: abused? I'm gonna call him Butch. He's a splendid animal, Leroy. Three black feet and one white
7: he wants to get out, uncle? Put down the
8: tailgate.
9: Yeah, all right, Leroy. Hang on to the bridle.
6: Now, lead him down.
7: Okay. Come on, Butch. Easy now. That's it, boy. There. Well
9: done. Leroy, you're a natural-born horseman.
7: Yeah. Hi, Leroy. Hi, Jimmy.
9: Oh, where'd you come from, little man?
7: I was just walking home. Where'd you get the pony, Leroy? How tall do you say he is, Judge? How many hands?
6: Well... Where'd
7: you get the pony, Leroy? Where'd you get the pony?
6: Leroy, why don't you answer your little friend?
7: Oh, he's just jealous like all the other kids. Can I pet him, Leroy? Ah, Leroy? (laughs) Well, once... We gotta get some hay for him, Uncle.
9: Oh, yes, hay.
7: We've got hay out at our place. And oats. We'll get hay and oats, won't we,
9: Uncle? Sure, anything he'll eat. (laughs) Oats and hay in the garage? (laughs) Yeah, that's temporary, Judge. We'll build a little stable behind the garage. What are your neighbors going to think, Yelda?
6: Yeah, I already know what one of them thinks.
9: (laughs) Well, I hate to be an alarmist, but if the neighbors object, they could make you move the pony out of the city. They could?
7: Hey, that's not fair! I know kids will keep rabbits and ducks. They live in the city. Well, you can keep them out of my place, Leroy. At the edge of town. Oh, go away.
8: Leroy.
7: Well. Oh, I think it'll be all right for
9: Leroy to keep the pony. I can't imagine anybody being mean enough to object. Oh, I can.
7: Whoa, boy. Yeah. Whoa. Jimmy, it's my horse. I'm the sayer around here.
6: (laughs) Now, let's not be selfish, Leroy.
9: Leroy. May I get acquainted with Butch? Well.
6: Hello, boy. Look,
9: Gilder. He's nuzzling me.
6: Yeah, he's a pretty sociable pony.
9: He likes the judge. Now, Butch, I'm ticklish. Be careful. <laughs> he likes me,
6: Gilded?: Well, there's no reason why a pony shouldn't get along with an old goat. You're right, know, George, this is the best thing that ever happened. Oop. There's Bullard glaring out of his big bay window. I wonder if he would cause trouble. Well, I'll go over and have a neighborly talk with him. Beat him to the punch. Yes, sir, the best defense is a good offense. And that's me, offensive.
8: <laughs> sure, I'll
6: beard the lion in his den. In a diplomatic sort of way. I won't lean on the door by the way he does at my house. I'll just touch it slightly. Yes? Oops, bullet. (laughs) I didn't expect you to open the door so soon. I was torn between opening it and locking it. (laughs) (laughs) May I come in? For a minute? If you're not busy. For a minute. Thank you. Did uh, you come over with good news, Gildersleeve? Good news? That you aren't really going to convert your garage into a barn? Convert the garage? Oh, no, indeed. Good. We're going to build a stable behind the garage. <laughs> oh, no. It... <laughs> Kill the sleeve? i have a good man. Uh, 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 Mr. Bullard, don't do something you'll be sorry for. How could I ever be sorry for running you and your menagerie out of the neighborhood? No, Mr. Bullard, it isn't my pony. It's little Leroy's. I don't care whose it is. Sit down a minute. I won't. Mr. Bullard, you were a little boy once. I was not. I was big for my age. Well, as a big little boy, you must have had pets, rabbits, chickens, horses. I had a string of polo ponies at the age of ten.
8: <laughs> but I
6: didn't keep them in my garage. You? Know, Mr. Bullard, hmm? I've always wanted to ask you about that picture of a horse there over your mantle. That? That's Maud. Maud. <laughs> Fine figure of a horse. A splendid old girl, Gildersleeve, my favorite pony. She had beauty, brains, poise. You know, you can see that. And a fighting heart, just like me. I'll never forget the night Maud lay in her stall with horse fever. You know, sit down, old man, and tell me all about it. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I was, I was just a lad, and Maud meant all the world to me. Yeah, that's the way Leroy feels about Butch. Well, go ahead. I'm interrupting. Well, about 11 o'clock that night, I heard Maud pawing in her stall. Maud and I were so close, I knew immediately that something was wrong. Oh. I dressed quickly, and when I got to the stable, she was down. Too bad. She was hot with fever, Gildersleeve, but she was shivering. I covered her with blankets. All night in the hay, I lay there with her head cradled in my lap. Did she pull through? There was that dark moment just before the dawn. Then, as the morning sun filtered through the haymow, Maud raised her grateful big brown eyes as if to say, Thank you, Rumson. She made it. Yes, she made it. (laughs) Here, take my (laughs) handkerchief. Thank you. Mr. Bullard What would you have done If somebody had tried To separate you And Maud Why they wouldn't have dared. Anyone who'd Separate a boy And his favorite horse Would be a heartless Blackguard Let's remember that Shall we <laughs> Goodbye Bullard Goodbye Maud
8: I <laughs> mean you'll <still> asleep <laughs>
6: Well, I have good news for him, Bertie. Yes, yeah, sir? Yeah, I just talked to Mr. Bullard. And Leroy won't have any trouble keeping Butch. That's good. Leroy sure is tickled with that pony. They're outside having lunch now. Yeah, they are? Leroy made himself a cheese sandwich and took Butch a lump of sugar and a handful of shredded wheat. <laughs> yeah, fine. I'll go out and see how they're doing. Leroy? <laughs> Leroy, what's the matter? Oh, my goodness, Leroy, what happened?
8: What is gone? When I came out with
4: the lunch,
7: he was gone. Well, don't
6: disturb the neighborhood. Let's get busy and find him before he tramples somebody's flowers. You go down the alley and I'll go up the street.
8: Okay. Fair boy. Fair boy. Yeah,
6: that pony can't be far away. Let's see, which way would he go? Say... Here comes Bullard, leading him across the street. He's caught Leroy's pony. Now, isn't that thoughtful of him? What a fine neighbor.
8: Leroy, please.
6: Oh. Well, Bullard. Awfully nice of you to bring the pony over. I am not being nice. The minute you left, he was over in my yard. This animal has to go. But Mr. Bullard, why? He just ate the bullseye out of my archery target. <laughs> the that you well, they like straw, you know. <laughs> And he's grateful. Look, he's nuzzling you. Yeah, well, just I'll go. go away, go away. He isn't that cute. I don't see anything cute about it. He's rubbing his ear against your arm and looking at you with those big brown eyes. Maud had brown eyes. <laughs> brown eyes are so trusting. What do you say, Mr. Bullard? Can he stay? Well, I'll give him one more chance in memory of Maud. Great. But believe me, Gildersleeve. This is the last time! Butch! Come back! He was shouting at me! Great Gildersleeve returns in a moment. You know, salads are mighty good for everyone. And if you have trouble getting the folks at your house to eat them, just try this. Make an especially tempting salad. Maybe one with chilled grapefruit and orange sections, arranged pinwheel style on beds of crispy lettuce, and top with a few pecan halves. And then, to be sure this salad will taste as delicious as it looks, top it with a generous spoonful of the most popular salad dressing ever created. I mean Miracle Whip. Try it, won't you? Get a jar tomorrow and see if your folks don't like their salads more than ever before when you make them with the salad dressing millions prefer. Miracle Whip. Well, let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. Since Aunt Patty sent Leroy a pony, the water commissioner has had a little trouble persuading Mr. Bullard, who lives across the street, that the pony won't become a problem in the neighborhood. And he's pretty proud of the job he's done. Right, George Gildersleeve. You continue to amaze me. What a diplomat. Why they don't have you in Washington, I'll never know. You know, just to keep friend Bullard in a good mood about the pony. I think I'll stop in Peavy's and buy him a couple of cigars. Beep. Hello, Peavy. Oh, hello, Mr. Gilleson.
8: <laughs>
6: what can I do for you today? Well, I came in to get a couple of cigars for Mr. Bullard. <laughs> Mr. Bullard, have you running errands for him now? Uh, no, Peavy. I just want to treat him to a cigar. He's doing me a favor. You don't say.
8: <laughs>
6: now, don't raise your eyebrows, Peavy. I've discovered he's a man with a heart. My, my, that's the greatest discovery since penicillin. <laughs> now, Peavy, Bullard's all right. I guess you heard about Leroy's pony. Yes, the uh, judge told me about it. Well, at first, Bullard objected to our keeping it in the neighborhood. and I found out how to handle him. It took me to find his soft spot. Mr. Bullard has a soft spot? Yep, right over his mantle. How's that? <laughs> Well, that's where he keeps his favorite horse. He has a horse over his mantle? <laughs> He's just a picture, Peavy. But Buller is pretty sentimental about it. It was his favorite polo pony. Her name was Maude. I used to have a Maude over the mantle. She was Mrs. Peavy's aunt. <laughs> really? She couldn't play polo, but her name was Maude. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad Mr. Buller isn't giving you any trouble about the pony. Oh, not a bit now, Peavy. I have a meeting out of my hand. Uh, hand me the cigar. Okay, ma'am. Well, here comes Chief of Police Gates. Well, hello, fellas. Hello, Chief. Glad to see you. I'm not so sure you are, Commissioner. Yes, is. Are you keeping a horse at your house? A horse? Well, not exactly, Chief. Why? It's a pony. Yeah, a little pony. Mr. Bullard has filed a detailed complaint against the animal. Miss Bullard? Hmm. The fellow who is doing the favor for you... He's uh, asking for seizure and removal of the poor creature from the neighborhood. Sorry, Commissioner. But, Chief... He said the animal ate the bullseye out of his archery target. Yeah, I know that. But scarcely an hour ago, he promised to give us another chance. You've had it. What? Seems the pony slipped his halter, went back over to Bullard's, and rolled in his pansy bed. Oh,
8: my goodness.
6: Chief... Can't you do something? My hands are tied, Commissioner. There's an old ordinance on the books, and you're a city official. You don't want to break the law. Well, no. I'm to meet Bullard at your house in 15 minutes to do the dirty deed. (laughs) Sorry, Commissioner. Mm, So am I. Mm, So am I. That's the way it is, Leroy. I wanted to tell you before they get here.
7: Gosh, Shunk, do I have to give him up?
6: Well, Leroy, he did roll in the pansy bed. We can't let him be a nuisance.
7: We can't.
6: No, of course not. You understand, don't you, my boy? No. <laughs> well, in a way, Mister Buller's right. The pony won't be too happy. We don't have enough room here in the backyard. Now, look, you don't have too long. Why don't you go and talk it over with Butch?
7: Okay, Uncle.
6: Yeah, I'll go intercept the chief. See what they plan to do.
7: Okay. They aren't going to do anything. They aren't going to find you. Come on, Butch. In the house, through the back door. That's it. Step up, boy. with that horse in the house. I'm taking him upstairs to my room. Leroy, you get that
9: horse out of here. But i
7: got to hide him someplace, Bertie. They're coming after him. Who is? Mr. Bullard and Chief Gates. The police? What's that pony done? Nothing much. But if I don't hide him, they'll take him. Leroy, you can't take that pony upstairs. But gosh, Bertie, what'll I do? Of course, I have heard of ponies in the basement. You have?
6: Especially basements like ours.
7: Bertie. Don't tell anybody you saw us.
6: Leroy, if I told anybody I saw a horse in the house, they'd think I was crazy.
8: (laughs) Yeah, I guess they would.
7: And Bertie ain't crazy, so she ain't gonna tell nobody she saw a horse in the house. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
8: Thanks, Bertie. I don't know where the pony is, Chief. The last time
6: I saw him,
7: he was in the backyard. Here they come, Leroy. They're coming through the kitchen. we gotta get out of here. Come on, boy. Out the front door.
6: Hey, that sounded like a horse, Chief. Who ever heard of a horse in a house? Oh, oh, hello, Bertie. Afternoon, Chief. Bertie, what was that noise?
8: Did you hear something?
6: It sounded like a horse.
7: Could have been me, <laughs>
6: Bertie. I'm afraid this sounded like something on four legs.
7: Well, I walks also heavy on two. <laughs> now, now Bertie.
6: Hey, that's coming from out in front. Well, Chief, do your duty. Right.
8: They go.
6: Isn't that pretty?
8: Leroy!
6: Leroy, come back and surrender! I. I used to ride like that when I had Maud. Well, I think I can catch him if you'll let me through the door. Well, stop pushing, well, Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop pushing. But stop. I can't catch him if you don't let me through. Well, yep. They're out of sight now. Chief, why didn't you do something instead of just standing there? I tried. You wouldn't let me.
8: Who? (laughs) Me?
6: Nice of you to come with me, Bullard. I'm not being nice. I simply want to make sure that, well, that uh, Leroy didn't run that pony too far. Well, there he is, with the pony. I had a hunch we'd find him out here at little Jimmy's house. Hmm. Good pasture. Not bluegrass, but it's
8: pasture. (laughs) Oh, Leroy! Hiya! Hello, Mr. Bullard.
6: Leroy. Uh, hello, Butch.
8: Are we arrested?
6: Oh, no, no, no. The uh, chief changed his mind. He knows nothing about horses.
7: How'd you know I was out here, Unc?
6: Well, Jimmy offered to keep your pony this morning. And I know you, Leroy. I know you wouldn't break a city ordinance by keeping your pony in town.
7: Which is gonna stay here with Jimmy? I'll be glad to keep him. Boy, will I. you be good to him now, Jimmy. I will.
6: Oh, I'm sure you can depend on Jimmy Leroy. He has a nice big pasture out here.
7: Now we made a deal. He gets to ride him to school, and I get to come out and ride him weekends and all summer. And I get to feed him.
6: Sounds like quite a deal.
7: Well, it's legal. <laughs> <laughs>
6: well, I think we'd better start for home, Leroy. It'll soon be time for dinner.
7: Okay. It's dinner time for Butch, too, Jimmy. Leroy, I know how to take care of him. I'm going to give him some oats tonight. Well, if you learn to oats, he likes shredded wheat.
6: And, uh... Don't let him roll in the pansy beds.
7: Well, I'm going to put him in the pasture. He can run with the other horses.
6: Oh, he'll like that. There'll be company for him. Yeah. Well, goodbye, Jimmy.
7: Goodbye, goodbye, Leroy. Bye.
6: Come along, Leroy.
7: Okay.
6: Uh, Bullard. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh,
7: goodbye, Butch.
6: The uh, the pony will have a nice home there, Leroy. Uh, horses don't like being in town. They like freedom. The um, the hard pavements hurts their hooves. You understand, don't you, Leroy? Sure. Poor little Leroy, lost in his thoughts. He's had a busy day. Unc. Yes, Leroy.
7: Do you suppose you'll forget who I am by next Saturday?
6: No, he won't forget you, my boy.
7: Are you sure, Uncle?
6: Sure. Look out of the car window, Leroy. Say, he's
8: following us. He's running along the fence.
6: Yes, he's saying goodbye to you, Leroy.
8: Yeah. Goodbye, Butch. Don't worry. I'll be back.
6: Good little Leroy. we will be right back. Do you like shrimp salad? I'll bet you do. And for the best shrimp salad you ever tasted, remember to do this. Make it with Miracle Whip salad dressing. Miracle Whip will give that salad such a wonderful flavor. A lively, teasing flavor that's not too sharp and yet not too mild. A flavor that millions of folks agree tastes just right. Yes, Miracle Whip tastes so good it's become the most popular salad dressing ever created. Try it, won't you? See for yourself how good your salads can taste when you make them with America's favorite salad dressing, the one and only Miracle Whip. Hey, this is Gildersleeve again, folks. We had planned tonight to give you the names of the winners of those beautiful new Ford Victorias for the fifth and final week of Parquet's Name the Twins contest. But to tell the truth, you folks sent in so many fine names. The judges were just snowed under. And believe me, that takes a lot of snow. So, bear with us, folks. We'll have the winners for the fifth week next Wednesday night. You know, we didn't hear much from the little twins tonight. But they're doing fine. They're growing. Just as cute as can be. Hope we get some real nice names for them. And thanks a lot. Good night, everybody. <laughs> The Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by Paul West, John Elliott, and Dwight. The music by Robert Armbruster. Included in the cast are Walter Ketley, Mary Lee Robb, Philly Randolph, Gail Gordon, Ken Tristan, Jeffrey Silver, Earl Ross, and Dick McGrath. This is John Eastman saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of a famous line of craft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. the difference between a sandwich that's really super and one that's merely good? Well, here's the answer. Kraft's prepared mustard. For when you add a little mustard to cold meats or cheese, you add a lot of tang. Hidden flavors pop right out. Every bite tastes better. There are two kinds of Kraft mustard, you know. Kraft salad mustard, mild and delicately spiced, and Kraft mustard with snappy horseradish added. Have both on hand for different tastes, different uses. With either kind, when you add a little mustard, you add a lot of tang. Get Kraft's prepared mustard. Play You'll Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx on NBC.
10: Ba-dee, 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 ba-dee. Oh yeah, there you have from April 25th, 1951,
0: The Great Kildersleeve and Poor Little Leroy. This time, though, he he wanted a pony, and it wasn't that bad. He still gets to see him. The pony winds up living happily ever after. Leroy still gets to see him, and, uh, well, maybe Leroy just wanted to be like Dean Martin. Huh? What do you mean, huh? Leroy like Dean Martin? Well, now, I think Leroy could have seen that movie Dean made called Rio Bravo. Rio... Bravo. Actually, they they sing it like that in the John Wayne movie, Rio Lobo. But Rio Lobo is almost a remake of Rio Bravo. Except Rio Lobo had Robert Mitchum playing the Dean Martin role. Anyway, whenever I think of Rio Bravo or Rio Lobo, I just gotta sing it just the way they do in the movie Rio Lobo. Rio... Bravo! So I think Leroy thought he would be like Dean Martin Because Dean Martin in the movie Rio Bravo Has a pony, he has a rifle, and he has himself I'm going to let the one and only John Wayne Introduce all the great people you're about to hear Sing this song on Sounds Like Radio Hello,
3: this is John Wayne two of my co-stars in Rio Bravo, Dean Martin and Ricky Nelson, sing a mighty pretty tune. Thought you'd like to hear them. Purple light in the canyon That's where I long to be with my three good companions Just my rifle and me Gonna have My sombrero On the limb Of a tree Coming home Sweetheart, darling Just my rifle home and me
1: Whippoorwill the willow sings a sweet
3: melody. Riding to, riding to Amarillo, Amarillo. Just my rifle, pony, and me. No more cow, no more cow to be roping. To be roping. No more strain, no more strain will i see round the bend round the bend she'll be waiting she'll be waiting for my, my rifle, rifle pony and, and me for my, my
0: rifle, rifle my pony and, me. and then the dean martin and uh, ricky nelson and they're all introduced by John Wayne. Yeah, the Duke himself showed up here on Sounds Like Radio to introduce those great guys. All singing there from the movie Rio Bravo. If you've never seen the movie, that is definitely a must. Especially if you're a John Wayne and Dean Martin fan, that movie is just perfect. And you know who else? <laughs> you know who else is perfect in that movie? <laughs> oh, you're going to lack. Like. how do you like that here he is friends our very special guest grandpa He's, he's working his way over here grandpa we're over here yeah he's he's coming he's a little slow today grandpa it is so good to see you it's good to be here I'm having a little trouble with my right leg today, but it's moving along. It's moving along. That's good, Grandpa. That's what we want to see. We're just talking about the movie that you, Grandpa, were in. Yeah, that was one of my finest moments. It was. Yeah, especially when the Duke kissed me on top of the head in one of the scenes. <laughs> yeah, i never forget it. <laughs> oh, Grandpa, now that was a funny scene. I can still remember that one. Yeah, you were there, sitting there, complaining and complaining about what you had to do that day, and the dude, he, he just tried to make you feel better. He took off your hat and kissed you on top of the head, and then he ran away fast. <laughs> Now, nah, you didn't like it, but I could tell you secretly did like it. Well, anyway, that was a great movie, Grandpa Rio Bravo. I got to watch it again real soon. I have it on a DVD. Really? it sounds good. I would like to have that movie on a DVD myself. Well, how about you? As long as we're talking about that great Western movie, why don't you sing us a, a Western song? Yeah, a Western song? Like a cowboy song, you mean? Yeah, a cowboy-type song. I got a classic. How about The Streets of Laredo? The Streets of Laredo. That'd be perfect. Is that the uh, down on the hollard? That to one. I'll sing it for you. You'll know it when I start singing it. Here is The Streets of Laredo here on uh, your Sounds Like radio show.
11: Drum slowly play the five low. Grandpa, I didn't know you
0: had such a deep voice. That ain't, me, that ain't me, that's one of the grandpa singers showing off.
11: Take me to the green valley.
0: He does have a nice deep voice though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. as i walked out in the streets of laredo as i walked out in laredo one day i spied a young cowboy all wrapped in white linen wrapped
11: up in white linen all cold as clay beat the drums slowly play the five low march as you carry me along Take me to the green valley There lay the sod on me For I'm a young cowboy
0: And I know I done wrong Get sixteen gamblers to carry my coffin Get six pretty maidens to sing me a song
3: Put bunches
11: I've lowly Play the dead march As you carry me along Take me to the green paddy There lay the sun on me For I'm a young cowboy
4: And I've done wrong
0: Oh, that was nice, Grandpa. Yeah, imagine them streets of Laredo Can be mighty lonely. Yeah, Nick, and they were pretty lonely that day I walked on them. Yeah, you've been around since the cowboy days, huh, Grandpa? Well, I was a a western adventurer, you might say. Yeah, I've lived over a hundred years. It's amazing I'm still kicking. (laughs) But I am, and I'm feeling good, too. Well, that's good to know, Grandpa. We need cowboys like you. Yeah, well, I'm a first-hand cowboy telling y'all about them streets, Laredo. I was there with John Wayne and Dean Martin in Rio Bravo. Uh, you just asked me any question you have. Well, Grandpa, did you ever have an empty saddle? Well, only when I got off the horse. <laughs> well, Grandpa, I do want to thank you for coming on the show today. Till next time, Grandpa, goodbye. Hey, bye-bye, everybody. Hope you like my little Streets of Doritos song. Goodbye. Yeah, there goes Grandpa. Yeah, it's always nice to have Grandpa on the show, especially when he has one of them. Western type songs to sing. I think he, I think he kind of specializes in them songs. But poor little, we got to get back to Leroy though. Poor little Leroy, he maybe had nothing but the blues when he heard that he had to give up his little horse. Yeah, give back the pony, let him go to the ranch. Eh, even though that's kind of a good thing for the pony, Leroy said, "I ain't got nothing but the blues thinking about that." Here it is. Dinah Shore, she's got the blues, too. Yeah, Dinah, tell us about them. Ooh, they sound bluesy.
12: Ain't got the change of a nickel. Ain't got no bounce in my shoes. Ain't got no fancy to tickle. Nothing but the blues. Ain't got no coffee that's perkin' Ain't got no winnings to lose.
4: Ain't
12: got a dream that is working. I've got nothing but the blues. When trouble. I keep my hair up I just can't make it come down Believe me, Pappy I can't get happy Since my ever-loving baby left town Ain't got no rest in my slumbers Ain't got no feelings to bruise Ain't got no telephone numbers I ain't got nothing but the blues (laughs) you <laughs> Telephone numbers I ain't got nothing but the blues
0: that's bad when all you got is the blues. (laughs) Well, I bet you Dinah got the blues thinking about little Leroy not being able to keep that pony. Maybe that's what gave Dinah Shore the blues here on Sounds Like Radio. Well, friends, we almost out of time, but we just couldn't end a show about ponies without bringing on Burl Ives to sing about the time he experienced empty saddle. Yeah, he he jumped off his horse one day, he looked back, and there it was, an empty saddle. Here is the great Burl Ives on Sounds Like Radio. Empty saddles in
10: the old corral, where do you ride tonight? Are you rounding up the doggies The strays of long ago Are you on the trail of buffalo Empty saddles in the old corral Where do you ride tonight Are there rustlers on the border Or a band of Navajo Are you heading for the Al If you'll only say I'm lonely as you carry my old pal, empty saddles in the old corral. Tears would be dried tonight if you'll only say I'm lonely as you carry my old pal, empty saddle in the old.
0: Empty saddles in that old corral. Hmm. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's sort of uh, a Western-themed kind of a show with Leroy wanting a pony and some great Western music from Roy Rogers, Burl Ives, Bing Crosby, Merle Haggerty. Yeah, they all got into the act today, even Joe Stafford and Tarnish Shore showed up <laughs> they they had some nice songs too. Well, they have the great Gildersleeve today from April 25th, 1951, and that's just about gonna do it for us here on Sounds Like Radio. I am your humble host. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Till next time, when we return with more excitement and more Gildersleeve and more really nice music. Till then, I am your humble host saying. So long, everybody, and thanks for listening.